welcome to another edition of the Y-Pod, where we highlight everyday Wyoming leaders. This episode features Tyler Sesser of Art321. We talk about how music has played a role in his life, filling a gap for creators and communities, and why we're all lucky to live in a community like Wyoming. Hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. Here we go with Tyler Sesser. My name is Tyler Sesser. I'm the uh, executive director at R321, um, and I serve on um, a couple different boards and commissions in the state, um, or boards like the uh, Wyoming Gates Council. I serve as their president. And I just had a, a really great um, yet long meeting on my daughter's uh, Montessori school board. Uh, so I love to be a part of different things where, where people see fit. Where did you come from? How did you end up here? I actually grew up in Wyoming. I uh, grew up in Cheyenne. My father was uh, in the Air Force, so we moved around when I was a kid. But from about third grade on, um, I lived in, in Cheyenne. I did my undergrad in in Laramie in, in music, and then that's what took me out to Minneapolis. I had a, a mentor that I, I really cared for and, and wanted to, to go study with that, that was at the University of Minnesota. So my wife and I moved out there for uh, seven-ish years. And then family kind of brought us back and lived in Cheyenne for a little bit. And now we're, we're up here. Uh, a few friends um, were up here and then this job came open. They were very, uh, very uh, encouraging. Uh, what was it about music that you found to be a draw for you? I, I don't know that I ever figured that out. It's really like fifth, you know, like once I, the saxophone was my thing. I mean, that's that for my you know, most of my, my childhood, my, my early adult life, that that was what I was doing. I, I went through, got my bachelor's, master's, and uh, ended my doctoral work as a, a doctoral candidate in saxophone performance. It was, it was just drew me through life. Um, and then in my doctoral work, I studied in adult learning, uh, kind of multicultural adult learning, and that opened this whole nother kind of aspect of my life and and then some community work shifted that towards kind of arts administration and and more of the you know facilitating the space for arts um than the creation of my own art um so my my saxophone is yes it's out in my office but it it does have a a a layer of dust on it the fact that your life is now surrounded by creative people was that part of how you charted your course or did it just end up that way I don't know if I uh, explicitly charted that. I do feel that it's what I'm fascinated by and what I'm what I, I, I'm fulfilled by. My my mentor uh, was Eugene Rousseau, and, and just doing work with him and just hearing he's eighty. He was like almost eighty years old when I started studying with him, and just the stories and the history and the the experiences he had with with other musicians, but also with other artists. Um, it just, that was like, I want to live this life. I want to, I want to be a part of, I want that to be those, those to be my stories later. Um, so yeah, I do have a lot of the, the work that I have in my office and, and the pieces that I perform or they, they're often very, there is a personal connection either to an experience that happened with the piece or with the artist um, the, themselves like this. Mitch Guthrie piece that I have in my office is a it's a play off a conversation that Mitch and I had about um, 
music that that exists between the black and white keys on the piano so you know there's half steps which are black and white keys and there's uh, quarter steps or eighth 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 tones and and uh, we were talking about that i played some music for him and then he went and created this piece it's just one per it's a purple piece but it's all fractional differences in the color tone and the in the um and it, I, that was really interesting. So now when I look at that, I, I see a visual representation of that musical idea. And that's pretty, uh, that's pretty cool, I think. There are a lot of things in your office. <laughs> More and, than I'd like. But they all have stories. As we were kind of bouncing around and talking about different things, I suspect there's a story with nearly everything that you have. And it seems like you collect stories. You collect experiences and that seems to be part of what you enjoy about this position and the board you're in and the community activities you get involved with. Am I at all right about yeah, that? That's interesting. Yeah. I don't I, I think again, I think that's something that I unintentionally seem to gravitate towards is that I love hearing about people's stories and, and I love um, people with passions and that are just really enthralled with a specific subject. I love uh, connecting with folks like that and hearing about those those subjects that are passionate to them we did joke about how uh sometimes it, it's like uh you know you just you want to share that that passion and sometimes uh it's a lot for someone to take in <laughs> um so you try to you try to spread that out uh across folks um and uh yeah i do i do i think there's a lot of stories in here um that make up that that kind of full picture of of a, of a person how do you decide what you give voice to and what you support, what you bring in? How, how do you think through that? Mm. I think the, the premise of, the, of what Art321 was, as I understood it, was um, really appealing because you know, being in Minneapolis as, a, as an artist, space, resources, um, showing opportunities, wait, wait, you know, like whether it was a performance opportunity, or, there's this whole list of like, these are the things that are missing in an artist's life that significantly advance their career, right? There was a place called Springboard for the Arts and, and seeing what they were doing with the community advancing and then seeing what Art321 um, had been doing and, and what I understood was going on here was like, great, this is like what Wyoming's missing. This is that piece that, that artists in, in Wyoming have been talking about needing, you know, that, that felt immediately really really great and then i i walk in and um i try to be very forthright with my uh, commitment to um, kind of universal access um in in the process for look we we go to the, the people that are that are in need and the people that are experiencing a challenge and ask them first how they best can be served yeah i think i think where we're at now i communicate that with our board and our, and our board is very like sees that as part of the vision is we go to the person first and then build based on what they need. You're a pretty high energy guy. You're involved in a lot of stuff. Yeah, probably too many things. My wife, uh, my wife doesn't see me much uh, these days, but hopefully that'll, that'll change in time. How do you decide what you devote time to? Because even as high energy as you are and putting as much into it as you do, you still have to make choices. I think they're all, they all interact with one another, right? So uh, when I served on the the state's state health improvement plan steering committee, you know I saw that as great. I'm here, and while I'm in this room, I'm going to talk about arts and health um, opportunities and the way that that can intersect health. 
I also know that, hey, I've been working with, with Juntos, or I've been working with, there was a group called Sankofa African Heritage in Cheyenne that I was on the board for for a little bit. And I was like, great, now I'm in this room. I can bring that experience and those, those stories into this room. Um, but then I, this steering committee, I can bring that information back to R321 and say, hey, this is the stuff that the state's looking at for you know, where they need more support from the community. And we have artists that might be able to fill this, this need. So I, I see them as all interrelated. So it's not, um, what's that? It's kind of synergistic, right? Where it's like, I'm not part of, of six completely separate things. I'm part of, of six um, groups that are, that are um, discussing one to three concepts in their own ways. So I think that besides my, my daughter's school, maybe Montessori, maybe, Montessori is the outlier and that's just because I love my daughter and, and I want that school to, to, to grow and, and be, be great for, for years to come. But everything else is, seems to be very interrelated. Is there anything that you wish people were doing more of? Uh, younger people, people our age, people in general, is there anything you wish people were thinking about or advice maybe they were following as they engage in the community? We had this inter interesting conversation last year with the business council. If I'm talking to older adults, right, I would tell them, man, this young generation, they are super involved and they are at, you know, chomping at the bit. Let them in the door. Get them on your board. Get them in, you know, involved in the work that you're doing because they're there. They're applying. They're ready. If I'm talking to young folks, I'd say, make sure you are there showing up. It's an overwhelming experience, but it pays off a lot in the end to like to show up and support the things that you care about wherever they are and whatever the subject they are. It's hard because you will be shut down often, but if you can just keep showing up and, and supporting these events um, and activities in whatever community you're in, the, the bridge will give at some point. So it's, it's really, I guess, dependent on, on who the person is and what role they play within the, that, that community on what I would, what I'd share with them. But it's, it always stems back to listening more deeply and more directly from the source of experience and then trying to not make decisions based on what other people will think, but make the decisions based on what impact it'll have on the people affected. So we said, I, I once, um, I think talked about, we, we move at the pace of need, not the pace of comfort. If someone is in harm's way, man, I'm going to try and get there as fast as I can. Not the pace that makes me look like I got a good running stride, you know, or, or, or like I walk really cool. Like that doesn't matter to me. I, this person's in harm's way and I want to go help them. Because you were in a pretty vibrant, bigger city, Minneapolis. What is it that you like about being here given that it is so different than so many of these other places around the world? I mean, I, I think networks happen everywhere and you can find community wherever you're at. We, we happen to find it in um, you know, a small uh, neighborhood within Minneapolis called Bryant Neighborhood. That was like small. It was like rural Wyoming for us, you know, because of who was in that community and, and how they interacted with each other. It reminded us far more of home of, of, home of Wyoming than other neighborhoods within Minneapolis that may be more urban and, and just kind of different cultural so for us here, what we kept gravitating towards was, I love the idea of walking over to my neighbor's house, 
knocking on the door and, and like my daughter being able to just walk down down to our neighbor it's not this thing that you need to schedule that you that you have to like everyone's so busy and, and doing all sorts of activities and I think city the city can kind of get that way where maybe they were too in they were too inundated with things and, and to do um, whereas we get a little bit more rest and pause so I also think it's the opportunity to to create things in Wyoming and to to influence things is much greater in Wyoming because I think we talk plenty of people talk about how I know most of my legislators I know most of the people that are in those positions there's a reasonable chance I can have like a connection with our with our governor I mean you can't even get a, an interaction with your uh, city council person sometimes in in a big city so uh, here, I think that's the bigger difference. Well, thank you for what you do at Art321, for what you're doing at your daughter's school, for what you do in our community in general. Thanks for doing this today, too. Thanks, Eric.